You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh throughout the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow and just plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, really cute selfies. I take mostly unfiltered selfies and they're great. Um, I had a really fun day last night, or yeah, an evening last night. My friend Katie told me that my um, my radio voice is not like what I really talk like in, in real life, which um, cause she said that I wasn't real. She said that I wasn't real enough for people. And I was like, okay, Katie, because you're so real. And then we were like 30 minutes into it, and then we're like, what the fuck are we fighting about? This is so stupid. We're fighting about being real, like, and who's more real? Like, it was just the stupidest argument I've ever had, especially with Katie, and we've had many. Um, and that's just what quarantine is doing to me. It's, it's making my roots come out. It's making my true colors come out and it's just making me fight with people really unnecessarily because I'm bored and I just want to fight with people because I'm bored in the house and I'm bored in the house and I'm bored in the motherfucking house. Um, okay. So this is going to be a, uh, recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York since that was Wednesday night and Thursday night. And I just finished watching Real Housewives of New York. And I, uh, I'm a little late with this episode because I had to help my mother with a project that she waited until the last minute to do. And I was uh, on the phone with her on FaceTime with her all morning teaching her how to do it. And it was a fun vibe. Um, can you tell I'm having a great day? Happy Friday. Sorry, um, I don't mean to be a total bitch today. I don't know what is going on. Something is going on with the stars or the retrograde. Like the retrograde is like in, you know, it, it is in lockdown. I don't know what's going on. But cosmically, emotionally, I'm like a raging bitch this week. And I don't know why. So please bear with me. Um, I thought I would give some shout outs because I love you. Love you, love you long time. And... um. Yeah, I just thought I would give some shout outs and hopefully encourage you guys to give me some more reviews. I love reviews on iTunes. So first off, let's uh, let's give a shout out to Runner Mom 11, Runner Mom 11, Runner Mom 11, because she's a mom of maybe 11, hopefully less. Uh, she says, Zach Attack. Zach is my favorite. He's funny, sassy, yet classy, and he knows his stuff and his podcasts are no different. You can tell he puts great effort into what he does and gives his listeners what they want. You will not be disappointed and you'll be left wanting more. Oh, that's so sweet that it sounds like I, what did you say? That I put great effort into it. I promise I put a little bit of effort. Today, I'm just trying to be a little more real since according to Katie, I'm not very real. God, now I just sound bitter. I sound like a bitter bitch. Um, bitter bitch like Dorinda. She was having a moment this week. Um, just uh, please give me reviews because I love validation and I could really use the support on this show. I love doing the show. I want to keep doing the show. So please go and leave me reviews. I'll give you guys a shout out. Give me your Instagram handle. I'll shout that out. And also, if you're listening to this and it's Friday, then know that today, which is May 15th, Friday, May 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, I'm going to be live on Instagram with Ono Bravo which is an account on um, Instagram. It's called oh, at Oh No Bravo and me at Just Plain Zach. We're going to be going live together and breaking down this week's episode of Real Housewives of New York. So if you want to join us live, go to Instagram at 5 p.m. Pacific tonight. It's going to be good. Five, six, seven. That's 
8 Eastern. So 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Okay, let's get into this week's episode of, let's start with Beverly Hills. So Beverly Hills, we had, what did we, oh, we had Lisa Rinna's event with the girls and Lisa Rinna's like, I'm a momager. And the girls are like, yeah, we're going to support you. And then her daughter's just like, oh my God, mom, you're so embarrassing. And she's just like, I'm going to do a photo shoot. And they're like, okay, mom, you're cool. Do a photo shoot. And she's like, let me spread my legs. And then the girl's like, oh my God, cringeworthy. And then the dude's like, is that your mom? And then she's like, yeah. And he's like, God, she's hot. No, he didn't really say that. He looked like he was gay. He probably was gay. I probably slept with him. Um, This week's episode I thought was really interesting. I was really uh, like... I, I trust me. I lived for all of the 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 dinner party drama. I feel like that's kind of what we do. What uh, Beverly Hills brings to the table is it's always the dinner parties that bring us the most heat. So we had the the wrap up of the earlier dinner party at Denise Richards' house where Kyle storms off and she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "You guys, Denise is, has a diamond ice sculpture," and then everyone's like, "Kyle, what's your fucking issue?" And she's like, "You're all fake bitches," and they're like, "What do you mean?" And Denise is like, "What?" And Kyle's like, "You look like a ragamuffin," and it was just like really confusing that Kyle had this meltdown and she's like, "Everybody's attacking me," and then Rena's like, "Well, Kyle, you." didn't stand up for me when it came to your sister and then teddy's like wow that's a really low blow that's blood you're gonna really rinna really rinna and it was just like a really intense dinner party and everybody it did seem like everybody was kind of ganging up on kyle and i did feel for kyle a little bit but i'm also like but kyle you're a little like you're one of the fake bitches like we know that you're one of the fake bitches and like you just have to own that and like i don't know i thought her dragging out the whole dorit thing with the teddy thing i thought it was a little annoying it's also interesting that like kyle always comes to teddy's defense but yet teddy is like very rarely ever coming to kyle's defense she came to it a little bit um, at the beginning of this episode, but she was just like, you guys, that was really mean. And then they're like, shut up, Teddy. And she's like, but it was really mean. You shouldn't gang up on one person. And they're like, we're not ganging up on her. She went crazy on us and called us all fake bitches. And then Denise is like, she could have at least said bye. And then, yeah. And then there was apparently an issue with the threesome talk. And then Erica Jane is like, well, I don't know. I don't know why I thought I was at, uh, I thought I was at, what, what movie was she in? Crazy Horse? No, that's a bar. What movie? Wild Things. I thought it was at Wild Things house. And then Denise was just like, my daughter was there and like they heard about threesomes and I was so embarrassed. And I'm like, their father is literally Charlie Sheen. Like of anything, like this is the last thing you should be embarrassed about. Like, first of all, how about all of the tabloids that have been uh, smearing you, smearing him, talking about all the kids? Like, I just, I don't know. How about last season when you came on national television, talked about how big Aaron's dick is and then posted a photo about it on Instagram. And then apparently you could see Aaron's big dick and then she had to take it down which I will be honest, I did look up that photo and you can't really see, it just looks like there's like a clump of like the, it looked like the the sheet was like kind of clumped, but it didn't necessarily look like it was nece- like it was a penis. I don't think anybody's dick is that big and that, that clump. And if it is, then that just looks painful, Denise. And you just need to like, oof, I feel sorry for your coochie. Um, okay, and then next... So then we get to Rinna getting, so we wrap up Denise's house and then we have Erica Jane and Denise and they're talking about the threesomes and Erica's all apologizing because all of a sudden Denise is a prude and it's like, who looks at Denise Richards and thinks that she's a prude? You look at fucking, it's fucking Denise Richards and you see, you know, wild things and you see, you know, her in a bikini and you see it's complicated, Denise Richards, it's complicated on E. Like you see all of these and all the trash scandal, you know, Us Weekly magazines about her life pressed in the tabloids. So I'm just like, Denise, like, calm down. Nobody thinks you're all that, like, nobody believe. nobody's buying this prude act. 
I was really, I think that it's cool that Lisa Rinna wants to be the momager and she wants to support her daughters. Great. Her daughters look like they're totally like disinterested in everything. Like they just look like they're over everything. I think the fact that she brought her daughter home from New York, I felt like, you know, there are so many people that have to really jump out into the real world. And they don't, I thought what Teddy said a couple episodes back about how like if her parents let her leave LA, then like she wouldn't have become the person that she is. And these are like really big character building moments where like you really need to push your kids out and throw them to the wolves and let them learn how to adapt and survive on their own we can't just save them every time like I get it if it's a really bad situation and I guess we don't really know what the full situation is but I feel like I you really do need to kind of just let your kids jump into the water and it's it's going to be sink or swim and they're going to be uncomfortable and they're going to cry and they're going to have a lot of really rough nights but think about all the really rough nights that we've all had I'm not a parent but I'm just saying like I think of all the rough nights that I've had and the character building moments that I've had to go through on my own and alone and like they helped me become the person that I am that if I had somebody coddling me and always you know saving me then I don't think I would have become the strong independent person that I am today so I think Rena could definitely throw her kids out there a little more. But I mean, like she said, she didn't finish college and it didn't work for her and she was okay. So let's just hope the girls, you know, don't end up. Let's hope they become like Hadid sisters and not like Lohan sisters because nobody needs another Lohan sister. Okay, so let's get to the actual event. We get there. Sutton like whispers to Dorit and she's like, oh my God, I'm freaking out inside right now. And then the event goes well. We get to dinner after the event and then randomly Dorit's like, you know, you know, what did she say? She's like, you know, Sutton, I was really bothered by when you said, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And then Sutton is like, whoa, where did that come from? That is not what I said. And then Dorit's like, but it is what you said. And I didn't know. Are you going to start throwing drinks? Are you going to start like just going crazy at the girls event? And then that's when Rinna comes in and she's like, well, are you, are you Sutton? And then poor Sutton is like, a ball is like, her eyes are like filling up with tears. And I'm just like, why are we ganging up on Sutton? I was really disappointed with Rinna this, this episode, because like one, that's her friend and I always think when you bring somebody into the lion's den when you bring them on the show like you do kind of have to have their back a little bit like if anything you either have their back or you don't gang up on them but like for Rinna to be ganging up on Sutton I did think that was a little unfair and I'm like Sutton's like the new girl and I get it Sutton came out hard she had the little spit daggers that she was throwing out at everybody in her confessionals she's a little kooky she's a little out there but I definitely saw like a more like Tinsley side of Sutton where like all the girls ganging up on her was just not a cute look. And I like that Kyle actually came to Sutton's defense because you see the clip and you see Sutton did not say, I'm going to freak the fuck out the way Dorit made it seem. So for Sutton to be so upset because it made it look like that. And then for Rinna to just blindly take Dorit's side and be like, yeah, you're going to ruin the girls event. Like, first of all, come on. If anything, it's not going to ruin the girls event. It'll get them more camera time and it'll actually like, give the girls a little more publicity. Let's be real, Rinna. It would have been great if she actually did stir up some drama at that event and actually gave your girls some press. Even though I don't know how many people are watching Housewives that would actually buy any of that collection because I feel like the demographics are very different. But anyway, um, so then, yeah, I just I didn't like the way everybody was ganging up on Sutton. I felt for Sutton. I felt like she was really kind of blindsided. I think what really made her emotional was the fact that Rinna just automatically believed Dorit. And like Dorit's a little annoying right now. I normally love me some Dorit. But last episode and this episode, I just feel like Dorit definitely is one of those fake bitches. And I was not here for it. I was like, Dorit, you're ugh, like you're like a bag of Doritos that I just want to throw in the trash right now because it's like, ugh, gross. Like you're making me gag. 
Um, and then somehow it like morphs into this Denise versus Kyle beef from the dinner party Denise hosted and Kyle was upset and she's like, you're a fake bitch because you have a diamond eye sculpture. And then she's like, well, I'm not a fake bitch because I had a diamond eye sculpture. I'm a fake. Like, you're going to call me a fake bitch. I had a giraffe or what did she have? I had a camel at my house at one party. And then it shows Lisa Renner riding the camel. And it's like, okay, like it's and she's fucking Denise Richards. She's been on every single magazine that any of these bitches would ever want to be on. Denise has a really big ego this season. I'm just like, I'm kind of here for it because I like when she gets feisty with these girls. I did not like how they didn't give us the bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I didn't. I also thought it was very deceiving in the trailer how they made it look like the bravo, bravo, fucking bravo was about the whole Brandy Glanville situation because it made it look like they were, you know, questioning her about certain things. And she was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to film. I'm not going to talk about it. And like, I, I guess now looking at it where it looked like this was a very like basic fight that wasn't that big of a deal and the fact that she was pulling the bravo bravo fucking bravo and like I don't want to film in that scenario I was kind of like okay well now I understand why the girls were upset that she wanted to just dash or shut down production or not want to film anymore based off of stuff like that I get it I'm curious to see where it goes because I apparently there are a lot more arguments to come with Denise before the Brandy Glanville stuff even comes up but, I mean, I think all of the fights at the dinner party tonight were really stupid. I thought Dorit blew Sutton's comments way out of proportion. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the fact that I get it, Lisa Rinna has, like, a juggling act to do with, like, her makeup artist friend and Sutton, her other friend. And, like, they clearly had some issues. And, like, Rinna doesn't necessarily want to get involved. I get it. She wants to keep her hands clean of that situation. I think she would only dive into it if there were, like, a television show she had to dive into it for. Because I don't think she's that big of a potster, like, in real life. I think it's mainly for the show. But, um... Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. I wish I was I wish I was the I wish I was Lois at that party and I was just kind of sitting there watching it. I probably would have instigated it a little bit. But I mean, I'm curious to see the what was it? The psychic? Is that what he was next week? I think he's a psychic. They all have different names. Psychics, mediums, card tarot card readers, like they're all um they're all just, I don't, I don't know how to, they're all the same thing to me in my head. I'm probably offending that entire community, but they're all kind of the same to me. Um, but again, I do, I think Rena would definitely get my, uh, or was it Rena? Maybe it would be Dorit. It's between Rena and Dorit that I would give like my swipe left pass to. I, I want to do something where like I give like an MVP and an LVP of the week. Maybe t- this week we'll just call it MVP and LVP. MVP, I would say Denise fucking Richards. Or I'm upset with Bravo because they edited out Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo and we were all looking forward to that. And I feel like after they saw how much we loved it on social media, they should have edited it back into the show. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, but I think Denise Richards would be my MVP only. Well, no, actually I lied. Erica Jane would be my MVP. One, because she didn't stir up anything worse than it should have been. I thought her little her little office was a cute space. And I like that she kind of was like annoyed with Denise for all of her, you know, uh, hypocritical or not hypocritical. What the fuck am I trying to uh, hypocritical? That's the word I'm thinking of for all of her hypocritical statements about threesomes and like how she was all all of a sudden mom of the year approved. I'm going to clutch my pearls because these girls talked about threesomes. So Erica, Erica Jane kept it real. And I think she's the MVP of Beverly Hills this week. And LVP, least valuable player, not Lisa Vanderpump, least valuable player. I would say I'm, I'm actually I think it's fair to say Dorit is going to stir up drama for the sake of stirring up drama. So I'm going to give it to Lisa Renna because she totally turned her back on her friend this week. And that's not cool. That is not cool. All right, let's talk about New York. 
Beverly Hills of New York. We went to the winery, or was it an apple orchard? Is that where we went this week? Um, overall thoughts, Dorinda is very, very angry. Very angry. And it was very much like most of the episode was like, I don't know why. She's clearly taking this out on Tinsley. And I think the girls are right that Dorinda is taking this out on Tinsley, her issues with Tinsley, because she is... I think intimidated by Tinsley in some way because Tinsley, I don't know why she would be intimidated by Tinsley because like Tinsley doesn't have any of the things that Dorinda had. Tinsley hasn't accomplished what Dorinda's accomplished. Tinsley didn't have the love that Dorinda had in Richard or even in John. I thought, I mean, I don't love John. I think he's a little gross and I would never sleep with him. Not even if I was drunk. No. And I've had some really questionable decisions that I've made. Um, but I just think she is clearly hurting. And I think maybe it's the youth in Tinsley that she's a little bothered by or the fact that Tinsley still believes in the whole fairy tale of life and Tinsley's trying to get that fairy tale and is complaining about not getting that fairy tale, whereas Dorinda has lived her life and knows that there is no fairy tale to get. Like that's like life is just gonna be rough and at some and at some point you're gonna be fifty-five and it's gonna be the you're you're gonna reach this point in your life where you've lived all of this life and you're not in the place that you expected to be. And I think so many of us go through that in so many different phases of our life. I clearly have plenty more of them to go through. But, you know, I I understand where Dorinda's coming from. And when she broke down this episode, that actually made me see a different side of Dorinda. And I guess it's abundantly clear that she's internally going through something and she doesn't know how to deal with it. And that's why she's raging now. I think it's, again, I said it last week, I think it's unfair because it's like a pit bull and a chihuahua. And the chihuahua is never going to win when the pit bull is especially going hard on them. And I think Tins just needs to know that like Dorinda's just not the bear to poke anytime soon like it's unfortunate that Tinsley has to filter herself but I just think if she wants to avoid having any issues with Dorinda she just needs to let Dorinda go through this process that she's going through right now and mourn whatever she's trying to mourn because like her issues with Tinsdale are just not going to get better anytime soon can we talk about Tinsley's her, what is it her boxing coach he is a piece of work and I like him and I want to have drinks with him because he looks like he's a good time. I want to train with him because he looks like he's a good time. Um, I love that he called her Tinsdale and what did he call Dorita? Oh, Dorita. That's what he called her. He called uh, Dorinda Dorita, which I love. I actually, I personally love Dorita more than I love Dorinda. I think Dorita is a much better name. It's, it's like Dorit. Um, Countess Luann and her, all of her coming over to visit Leah and talk about sobriety. First of all, I think Leah has like had a real struggle with sobriety and had issues that she had to work through. Whereas I think Luann just had a really bad night, but I've said that so many times, so I won't go on that little tangent, but I thought it was very rude of Luann to like come in and judge Leah's life. Like Leah is in a two bedroom high rise apartment in New York, providing for her and her daughter as a single mother and a business owner, like I think Leah is doing okay for herself. Like she didn't, you know, marry rich like Luann did. She didn't, you know, come on a television show that built her career the way Luann has. So I'm, I think Luann needs to, you know, stick her nose a little further down because it's really high up in the air right now, even though that's kind of always Luann. I guess it's, it's what we've come to expect with Luann. She's just annoying. Um, but yeah, I think Luann needs to chill the fuck out and realize that like she's not all that and a bottle of gravy, okay? She's like a bottle of cheese whiz is what she is because it's all fake on the inside, on the outside and on the inside. I think Luann's just very fake. Um, Dorinda breaking up with John. Let's talk about that. I think Dorinda and John were never a match. I think John was definitely just a... Um, 
a transition to the next phase of her life that she wanted to be in. And now I think she's reached the point where I think after Richard, John was like a safety, a security, someone to love her, someone to hold her, someone to adore her. And you see that John really does adore Dorinda. He loves Dorinda so much. I think John loves Dorinda more than Dorinda loves John. And that's fair because that happens in relationships sometimes, unfortunately. But I think John certainly adored Dorinda so much. And then kind of uh, Dorinda's reached the point. She liked it for the t- for as long as she could tolerate it because it kind of gave her some sense of freedom. But she also had someone to come home to, someone that could, you know, validate her emotionally if she needed that. But John was never somebody that was ever going to take care of her the way Richard took care of her. And I think now she's realized that. And now she's realized that, like, John doesn't make her happy in the way that she probably thought she Uh, John was going to make her happy. And that's probably why she's always talking about Richard. And I get it. We're tired of hearing about Richard because they were only together for a few. They weren't together for that long. But I just think. I don't know. I don't think anybody should be surprised that this didn't work out. Like it was only a matter of time. I think we all saw this coming and I expected her to break up with John a lot sooner than she actually did. Cause again, it was very clear that she was not in love with John. He was just the transition to get her from one phase of her life into the next. And I think it lasted a little longer than it should have. And she realized that. And the fact that she's now, I think now we're in that moment where she's realizing that like John isn't going to be her end game. He never was like, they were never couples goals. It was never like, Oh, John and Dorinda. Like I think uh, Mario and Ramon, were way more couples goals than John and Dorinda. Like nobody ever saw that coming. Um, and then my closing thought about all, whoa, two closing thoughts, actually one Ramona is definitely getting Botox now. That is very clear. I know she says that she doesn't do the needles and she doesn't like to, you know, get poked by any, any needles or fillers. But I think now it's very clear that she is getting Botox for sure. You can just see her eyes are so much different and her face is a little more frozen. I think she's just doing Botox above the eyes maybe on the nose I don't think she's doing anything around her mouth but I definitely think she's doing the glabella and the forehead and maybe a little around the nose maybe a little around the eyes she's definitely doing Botox she said she would only do lasers and her ageless by Ramona which I mean let's be real Bethany called that that was a fake business because you don't really see it available anywhere and you can't buy ageless by Ramona anywhere I don't even think it has distributors has anybody even tried that if anything I think she should go back to Ramona Pina Grigio But I mean, let's be real, that clearly didn't sell very well, which I'm very surprised by because I thought that would have done really well because she was one of the first to come after Bethany and Bethany did really well that like I feel like that would have done a lot better than I expected. But she's definitely getting the poke poke in the face face now. Poke our face, poke our face. Uh -uh -uh -uh. And then my last closing thought about Real Housewives of New York is that um, Tinsley's now fiance Scott clearly has a small dick. Because she was in love with him. And when they were talking about dick size at when they were doing the wine tasting, and then they were all talking about how you, Sonia and Leah were talking about how you can't go for the guy with the small dick. Like if he has a small dick, swipe left. Well, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that statement because I don't like guys. I don't like guys with big dicks. I actually prefer the smaller dicks. Um, but what I will say is that Tinsley defending guys with small dicks, considering she was still very much in love with Scott, is her way of saying Scott has a very small penis. And she doesn't care because he has a very big bank account. And that's all that matters to her. Clearly. I think my MVP of New York this week would have to be Leah. I'm really loving Leah this season. I think there's um, a transparency that we're seeing, a vulnerability that we're seeing, but also a real tough 
hardness to her. Like she's a tough New York girl, but she also can be vulnerable and sensitive and like connect with you on an emotional level. And you can tell she's done a lot of inner self work. So I'm like, yes, Leah. And then least valuable player is this Elise chick. I don't know why we're still trying to force her on us. I would, I would, I think a lot of people would maybe give it to Dorinda, but I'm not going to give it to Dorinda because we saw her open up this week about how she's going through this transition where her daughter is leaving her. John has ended. She's realized that she's not in the place, you know, she was a good wife. She was a good mom. And she's not in the place that she thought she would be in at 55. And now as she's approaching her 55th birthday, like it's just a lot is hitting, is hitting her. And I think everybody goes through different life transitions and she's going through one right now. I don't like that she's being very aggressive towards Tinsley, but it's also like, I get it. It's like when somebody loses a family member or loses somebody really close to them or loses a job or, you know, these big life transitions really shake people up. And I feel like now she's in a place where she's really shaken up and that's fair. So that's my take. Those are my thoughts. Yes, I said it. Let me know what you think. Please leave me a a review and um, I will see you on Monday or I will talk to you on Monday when we do our pop culture breakdown. Send me your story. Send me your tea. And again, if you're listening to this early enough, tune into my Instagram live with Ono Bravo at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach and follow at No Filter with Zach. Don't forget to spell Zach Z-A-C-K it's not spelled with an H and it really pisses me off when people DM me and they spell my name with an H and don't try to say it's autocorrect because you can check yourself. Okay. You're a big girl. Um, you can follow me at no filter or sorry, you can follow the show hashtag no filter with Zach Peter at no filter with Zach on Instagram. We post really funny memes about Bravo clips from the show, all that good stuff. And you can follow me at just plain Zach. All right, guys, please leave me a review because I love that validation. And let me know what stories you come across over the weekend because we'll dive into all of it. All right. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Okay, bye.